0: it's fine it has to be fine okay you're recording excellent excellent okay three two one Hello, everyone, and welcome to Girls Off the Rails. This week, we are talking about a little documentary called Live from the Space Stage, a HALIC story. And this week, we are joined by the director of that documentary, Matthew Serrano. Hello, Matthew.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me on.
2: We're so excited to have you here. (laughs) Woo! Matthew, um, you're, the, hey,
1: you're the first
0: director you, we've ever had on. This is huge for us. This is huge. I feel That's, like I'm in the company of James Cameron. I mean, I this is something else. I am
1: so honored. Wow. But really actually. Do you, has
0: anyone ever called you the James Cameron of Disney documentaries?
1: <laughs> no. The closest thing no. that was pretty cool was um, a reporter at the OC Register said that our documentary was the best Disneyland documentary ever made. And that wow. was pretty cool.
2: Okay, that's that's.
0: Great. I mean, that sounds great to me. We loved this documentary. We, we really loved did. it. I've Thank seen you. it
2: many times, and I oh forced God. all my family so members to watch it.
1: <laughs> oh fuck yes, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it.
0: Okay, so per my usual, I'm going to read the Wikipedia intro <laughs> to what Halix is, and let me tell you, it is sparse. I have
1: not seen this. Is this is this on Wikipedia or is this like a Disney wiki?
0: This is—it's the defunct land wiki. It's a—it's er, oh. Wikipedia on the defunct land page. It Wait, says,
1: be careful reading that. There might be some <laughs> some things edited on there from the Discord. <laughs> oh, I don't know no! if some of those those things are still on there.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm gonna just read go ahead and read
1: it, and he, but I'm gonna pull it up right now. Just oh, to I'm gonna read you. it,
0: and you could issue some <laughs> Shaking corrections. Shaking in his boots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh on, my god. Okay. On August twentieth, right
0: th- we're diving in. On August 20th, 2020, (laughs) Defunctland released Live from the Space Stage, a Halix story, a feature-length documentary about Halix, a space-themed band that performed at Disneyland's Tomorrowland Space Stage in 1981, including interviews from Gary Chrysal, Mike Post, Eben McGon, oh my god, I've never said these names before in my life, and members of Halix. The film was produced and edited by Kevin Perger and directed by Matthew Serrano. Okay, Matthew, lay it on us. What is okay. fucked about
1: that? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, is this is this the, you said the Helix wiki? Or is this like let just me, the Disney let wiki? Let me
0: send you the link, because OneNote okay, actually, um, it, it saves the link. I'm crying. Do not. Everyone uh, needs to stop yeah, being I
1: mean, scared of Wikipedia. We're scared. I mean, everything there sounds great. Thank you for that wonderful uh, little intro. Okay, now I see.
2: We like to oh, do okay. as little research. Oh, as this possible. is on just
1: actual Wikipedia. Yeah.
2: Yes, hey there, that's what i was saying. Hey, but it's on the defunct go. land page, right? Oh
1: wow, not- we at the. Oh wow, we have our own little section. That's pretty cool.
2: Well, we should. We need that to get you cool. your own page.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a black. I'm. I'm a no link. On black text. Dang it. That won't, won't stand. No,
2: it won't <laughs> I'm on stand. No link.
1: <laughs> no And link. for me,
2: I have n- my name's not even on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, no one has ever even seen hide nor
0: hair of me on the
2: wiki. <laughs> okay, well, um, we probably discovered Halix. Oh, goodness. Wait, do
0: we want to say what Halix is? Was that actually enough to explain what we're talking about, even?
2: I don't
1: know. I would love to hear what your guys's description. Since you guys <laughs> have seen the documentary, I would love to hear you two describe what Halix is to your audience.
2: Okay, this is how I describe it to my my family and my close friends. Uh, okay. and I come from a music background, music industry. Background. Oh, okay.
1: I'm okay. I'm very interested to hear how you describe it then.
2: Well, I mostly so in my circles. Oh, I should not even say. In my circles, it's not uh, the most cool thing to say you love Disney, but I love Disney, so I don't care what other people think. Um, totally, because a lot of people are like touring musicians and do music and uh, cool things, and I'm just like woohoo! But also, I'm I'm I love theme parks, and I don't. That's just why I am. So uh, to a lot of people, I say you know. Um, did you know that Disneyland had a rock band and um, it's really music industry and it's really cute and it's kind of fucked up, but <laughs> you should watch it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it is like, I want people to know that it's going to be a little sad because it is also it is side note. I saw your other video that I cannot name at this moment, but we'll remain have to- seated, please. Yes. Yes. Um, we we both watched it last week and we Oh we're- my gosh. It's wonderful. D had me
0: so fucked up. Okay, here's I need to say two <laughs> things because oh she God. she texted me and she said, "Watch this. It's so sad." And so I was <laughs> not, I was thinking I'm gonna see something devastating. But then I try to watch it on YouTube on my phone, and for some reason I got logged out of YouTube, and it kept being like. You need to log in because this oh, video yeah, contains I can tell you graphic why. content. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, someone gets
1: murdered, <laughs> murdered on the horizon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, context for uh, for your listeners. Uh, so, yes. Remain Seated, Please, is the documentary that I made before Live from the Space Stage. Yes. And that is about these two guys who went by the names of Hoot and Chief online who when they found out their favorite Disney ride was about to close, they spent the last year of the ride's existence running around the ride, jumping out of the ride vehicle while the ride was running, while there were guests in the park on the ride. And they documented everything about that ride until the day that it was demolished. Um, the reason why uh, it's it's flagged for graphic content is because um, a lot of Disney stuff is obviously like pushed f- towards babies like on YouTube that's just like how YouTube uh-huh. algorithms work Defunklin actually had a big problem with that where people were tagging Defunklin going hey what the fuck is this and it's literally a screen cap of like now that you now that you've finished watching the latest Defunklin episode on 20,000 leagues how about you watch these literal toddler videos <laughs> so some parent like or kid like got onto my video and was watching it, mm. thinking like, "Oh, this is just like a Disney park video." Right. And who and Chief are like, "Hey, look what the fuck that is over there!" Like yes. they're, they're saying whatever they want, and I didn't want to bleep it out. I was yeah. like, "That's that's how they talk. Like that's who they are." But then some parent commented and was like, "Can you take the swear words out?" And then before <laughs> I could reply, they flagged my video, which took it off of YouTube. Wow. And the craziest thing was, I'm not saying it would have hit a million views, but like the trajectory for the views was fucking insane. Like if I showed you the chart, it was like, I mean, basically, if you want to base it off of like coronavirus terms, it was, it was the California holidays peak. That's how (laughs) fast it just blasted, like to the moon skyrocketed and then literally like Skyrockets and then just a flat line straight down oh. of it being pulled off of YouTube because of one like Karen who was like, oh, I don't like this word. It's like, go watch Mickey Mouse. Like, why, why are right. you here? This like, how did you, you even you. get here? This is not for you. Um, so thankfully, really, like, um, and, and, the, and the craziest thing too is like, if you typed in Horizons. I even did this like as an experiment. If you typed in Horizons, Epcot Disney, whatever on YouTube, if you went to the very last page and you went all the way to the end on YouTube, my video was the the final video. <gasps> Meanwhile, on Reddit, it was top of all time on obscure media. It huh. was top of the month on Defunkland. It was like top of the day on like R Such videos. It it was blowing up everywhere. That's amazing. Every yeah. cast member at Disney World and Disneyland was sharing it. I put that on a YouTube channel with zero subscribers and it got wow. a quarter of a million views, which is pretty crazy.
3: Oh,
0: my gosh. Yeah. that That's huge. That is really it,
1: interesting. It, it went viral in like the raw sense of the word, like, right. in like early YouTube form of of people actually passing it around, like someone watching right. it and then passing it to the next person. It got so crazy. It got to the point where I had a friend in another state. Who sent me a screen cap of their boyfriend sending them the video going, Hey, I know you like Disney stuff? And she went, My friend made that. <laughs> that's how that's how widespread it got.
2: That's amazing. That's viral. That's it. Uh, that's a pandemic. But yeah, that's why you had to sign
1: it in. So I, I hope that <laughs> I hope that you signing in was worth it. I'm sorry for that it, hassle.
0: It was, and once I had signed in, so I'm mentally prepared for someone to die on the ride. I'm assuming they get decapitated jumping off the <laughs> no! chair. So I'm waiting for this to happen. Were you just like
1: palm sweaty? Like, I would have. Oh, yeah, time? I mean, I felt
0: horrible. Well, but you said it was so sad, so I thought, wow, nothing's more sad than a guy getting decapitated on horizons, oh right? <laughs> <laughs> but there were two things that I noticed, and I like made little notes. I was like, maybe that's it. There's one part where there's a naked animatronic in a bathtub, and I was like, that's too graphic for a baby. And
3: then there's a part a where baby. a
0: guy and like, cause it's a dark ride, there's a guy with a friggin' '90s camera who's shooting in the dark, and when the other guy hits his head. And I was like, that's gotta be it. Like, that's a real person hitting a real head. That's graphic, <laughs> that's too but much. you can't see it at all. It's so grainy. And then it was, I, I don't know if we should spoil it. People should watch it. It is sad. Um, and that's all I'll say, but it's very touching. It's about two best friends yeah. and um, their relationship into adulthood. It's sort of a, a pulled back view and a long story. Yeah, it's wonderful.
1: That that was a very good pitch for, for, for anyone to watch this. I
0: appreciate <laughs> I it. thought it Thanks was great. And it's it's super short too. Um, so it's like it's really consumable. Like you can just like take a little break and watch it. Um, but I don't want to dwell on this because we are here for the feature
2: length film. <laughs> yes, we are. Helix. Live yeah, from the, the space stage. Shit. We're here for the <laughs> <Nah>. real movie. <laughs> yes, we are. So
0: um I'll say just a little more on Halix, which is that, yeah, it's like a space-themed band that existed in Disneyland um, and played on the space stage. And it was meant to um, garner interest based on sort of being derivative of Star Wars, like, visuals and stuff. But they wanted to make a real rock band. And so they got, like, real artists and performers and vocalists and pulled off something really incredible Um, And it ultimately shows kind of the demise of this group that, um, you know, how punishing the industry can be and how difficult can be um, and how it all sort of was like not about the band not being excellent, but more about like labels not being uh, organized and, you know, how that can end a career. Um, and so we thought this was a great film. And like Dee said, she had a really unique interest in it because of her proximity to the music industry. For sure. Um, and so we, we just wanted to get into a little bit like. Matthew?
1: One, one quick first thing t- I will when? say.
0: Okay, you please. say it. I was gearing up for one, a huge question. Thing. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But one quick thing I will say. Or actually, you know what? Ask your question. Ask your question because I think your question is the same thing I was going to address.
0: When did you first hear about Halix?
1: Okay, so, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Great segue. So, for anyone listening to this thinking like, oh, like, I don't really know too much about, like, theme parks. Like, I'm not a big nerd about theme parks. I know everything about theme parks, especially Disneyland. I have never heard of Halix until Kevin told me, hey, do you want to make a talk about Halix? Like, the conversation didn't go exactly like that.
0: Is Kevin your best friend?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's a a
0: producer and editor. He's your best friend. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. No, he's my best friend. Yeah, (laughs) Kevin the Perjurer at Tafunkland is my best friend. Um,
2: (laughs) On record.
1: (laughs) No. uh, Basically, the the quick version of, like, how I discovered Halix is that I, I made Remain CD Please. Kevin was interested in working with me. So we talked and talked and talked about different ideas and he threw out Halix to me one day and I was like, what is that? (laughs) And he told me to Google it. And when I Googled it, all that there was online was a poster, a black and white image and a blog post. And that was it. Um, There was nothing. There was no, well, actually. And then if you went on YouTube, the only thing that was on YouTube was three audio clips (laughs) of three of their songs, Uh, lightning, jailbait, and uh just
2: audio clips yeah that is wild and
1: uh and his heart which uh we found out later it's something else i can't remember i can't remember off the top of my head but i asked kevin how he had heard about it and how he had heard about it was from another theme park podcast called called podcast the ride one of the hosts on that (sighs) podcast did uh did have like a meeting with like a hollywood producer and the hollywood producer just randomly threw out there like Do you, have you ever heard about Halix and he was like what's that and he was like oh yeah there's this band that played in Tomorrowland years and years ago anyways and that was that oh. so <laughs> it was so this documentary was birthed from this one producer who was old enough to have seen the band with his very own eyes just Whoa. casually bringing it up in a conversation because, and, and that's the only way to that Halix that could cared. have survived
2: yeah. yeah to a person yeah. that cared
1: Otherwise, this band would have gone the way of the Dodo because everyone involved in this project went on to do insane stuff. Wow. Gary Kreisel literally founded Disney TV Animation. Do you think that at any (laughs) point in his career, someone asked him about Halix? No. So it was this really, really exciting and scary situation to be put in uh, right before making a documentary of like, Here's this thing that no one has heard about. And this can go either one of two, one of two ways. Either you can waste your time and it will be a whatever 20-minute video on the Defunkling YouTube channel that no one will care about. Or this could be the unraveling of lost history.
3: Mm.
1: And it's pretty crazy to think that as of right now, what I have confirmed is that all that Disney Archives has related to Halix is um, that black and white image that you see like on Google and two newspaper clippings. <gasps> Everything that you see in our documentary is saved, preserved history that we dug up ourselves and that was lended wow. to us from personal archives. And uh, yeah, so if you weren't interested in watching the documentary by this point, I hope you are now because uh, yeah, it's it's truly lost history being preserved. It's a really crazy situation. And I'm yeah. super fortunate that I was the one that got to tell the story.
2: That's amazing. I I, that's a- I didn't know that. I didn't realize that that's how it all unraveled. I love that.
1: And it was also a cool opportunity to tell Laura's story, Laura Mumford's story. Yes, um, for sure. It was cool that, like... I mean, it wasn't cool what happened to her. It was of terrible course. what happened to her. But it was it was... It was nice that we were able also to like pull people in with this documentary about this band. But then at the very end, make it the story about uh, one of millions of girls who work so hard and are so full of talent Mm -hmm. and they get right there. Mm -hmm. So close, like just about to break through and then they don't.
2: Yes. I think that was a thing like music industry wise where like. I I lived in Chicago for a few years and kind of saw like the workings of things like larger industry wise. And I mean, I saw that all the time where it was like this person is the most talented person I know and they can produce like the most amazing work time after time after time. But like if they don't have the people behind them or if the people behind them, you know, like can't care, don't care anymore, like that's it for them. And so I think that was the thing for me that I was like, I feel, I feel very seen by that.
1: <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, it, it's um, so sad, but I think it's like such a an uh, an important thing to like talk about and and bring to light for sure. It was also so, really
1: hard too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. The other question. No, sorry. no, no Zoom I lives just, be damned <laughs> for creating for awkward sure, pauses.
0: For, we're gonna fix it in post. So. I don't know that much about like filmmaking and especially like doing the kind of research to like get into the archives and to get in mm-hmm. contact with like such big names. Yeah. Um, like where do you start and how do you even get a meeting with like Mike Post? And frankly, did you get to hear the original "Dun Dun"?
2: that from we have this written down? <laughs> we, we need to know
1: this. Okay. Wait, I'll address that first of all. So first of all, with, with Mike Post, um, or actually I'll, I'll, I'll kind of work in order. So yeah. Like, how do you get from, you know, how do you get from like, not knowing what a Helix is to getting an interview with Mike Post where he's talking about Halix? It's simple. If you have a documentary idea, just start reaching out to people. It doesn't matter like how basic it is. Just start reaching out to people. Once you bring a camera crew and start interviewing people, you'll, you're basically set. It's like an avalanche effect. That's, I've, I've described it to people. It's like an avalanche effect. Like, for us, what happened was we interviewed Jim Magon and then Jim Magon got in contact with mm-hmm. us in contact with Bambi Moe, who mm-hmm. got us in contact with Roger. When I was interviewing Roger, the bassist, I asked him, hey, which of these old white guys <laughs> is the real Brian Lucas from the from the band Helix? Because, <laughs> the the, because they all look the fucking same. <laughs> Um, And then he got me Brian Lucas, who Brian Lucas happened to have the footage hiding in his attic. So, like, you have to start somewhere. But, like, I can guarantee you for almost any topic, once you get started. And literally the way that I got started was. So Facebook has this really nice feature uh, in their search bar where if you type in anything, it will show you results from anywhere on their site. So Halix is not a real word. So if someone typed it, Mm. it's probably because they're talking about the band. So if you type in Halix into the search bar, obviously now it's probably different, but back then when I was first working on the doc, if you typed in Halix, you would get suddenly, oh, here's a post from 2014 of someone saying I was the background singer in the band messaged or someone saying hi i oh like a little disney history for you guys i remember i saw this band once when i was a kid and then it's like okay Mm. that basically how i started was like messaging fans but then i (laughs) saw that jim magon had wrote a blog post so i started with him and then it was like i said the avalanche effect now to address the mic post thing (laughs) um so so one so while the avalanche effect is true, there's also another thing that is very, very true in Hollywood. And that is like, it, it pays to, it helps knowing somebody. And in our case with Mike Pose, I was doing a little score tomfoolery with one of my composers, Jordan Nascero, mm. Uh, And I told them I was like, yeah, one of the last interviews that we kind of want is with Mike Post. And he was like, whoa, Mike Post was involved in this? I was like, yeah. And I I was telling him about it. And he was like, okay. And he just remembered that. And he texted me like a day or two later. And he was like, okay, so this is kind of crazy. But my mom's friend knows Mike Post. And I can't remember what it was. It was something ridiculous. Like like maybe he got like a a license to fly planes and she was his instructor or something random. But he was like, my mom's friend knows Mike Post. I'm going to ask my mom to reach out to your friend, to reach out to Mike Post and see what can happen. And a week later, I get an email from Mike Pose people saying, sure, well, he's he'd love to do an interview. Because huh. the great thing about Halix was it wasn't like I had to go through a million uh, loopholes mm-hmm. uh, to interview these people. Because it's not like I'm, you know, walking up to... You know, Bambi Moe going. Uh, what was it like being the vice president of Disney uh, Disney Records, right? Or whatever. Uh, I called everyone and I said, "Were you in a Were you involved in a band called Halix back in 1981?" And everyone had the exact same reaction. They all paused for a moment and didn't say anything, then laughed and then said, "Yes, yes, I was." <laughs> and we're so excited that <laughs> someone 40 years later was bringing up. Fucking Halix. I love that. Um, but uh, with Mike post I'll finish with like two quick stories about uh, Mike Post since you guys. Asked.
3: Please so <laughs>
1: uh you. go back and re-watch the documentary. When we're introducing Mike post uh, we show like all of his awards and accolades. One mm-hmm. of the things that he has on the wall, I don't know if you guys notice, but it's he got from like whatever music industry organization he got an award for the dun dun uh sound and it's it's like credit is Mike post for you know creating the song cha cha ching was like what what they wrote in 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 on the on the plaque but we made sure to film it and throw it in to be like yeah this is the motherfucker this is the guy (laughs) Um, but I do have one other, my other, my post story Please. real quick, because yes. I feel like this will make you guys freak out.
2: So, <laughs> I'm so, excited.
1: um, we, I don't know if you guys know, know this, but we did a drive-in, uh, screening of our documentary back yes. in October For sure. of 2020. Uh, it was, uh. Um, yeah, like a little drive in like uh, kind of close to Disneyland and um, it was great. We got like a lot of the people to come back on Zoom and do like an interview and whatnot. And so we weren't able to really schedule it out to get Mike Post on it, but he was interested in, in being a part of it. So I was like, how about I texted him and I was like, how about like you and I just do like a quick Zoom call and I'll just get a recording of you and you can introduce the movie.
3: And he was like, yeah, we can
1: make that work. And so I got in a Zoom call with him and we did that. And then we got to talking about other stuff. And he was, like, really excited to hear how the doc was doing and all that stuff. And um, he was like, yeah, man, like, your doc was great. And, like, I'm really happy for you. And then he was like, and I was like, yeah, thank you so much for doing this. And as we were, like, signing off the call, he goes, and, you know, if you ever, you know, if you ever got like a film project and you won score, I'll, I'll do your favorite. I'll score you. I'll score <laughs> one of your film projects <gasps> <No> for, free. <laughs> I for was like,
2: free. I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, damn. Well, you recorded it, right? You have that. I hope.
1: <laughs> I don't have that part recorded. But what's funny is I did proceed to tell them about I was like, well, I actually did just write a short film script. And I told him about oh, it yeah. and he liked it a lot.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that.
1: But, um, yeah, that was pretty dope. <laughs>
0: wow. Wow. The Mike Post.
1: The Mike wow. Post. Wow. Yep. I'm actually
0: glad that you ended with a nice story about Mike Post. I was a little worried you're going to end with, like, an evil story about Mike Post. Oh, no. <laughs> Mike
1: Post was one of our favorite people to interview. He's awesome. Oh, my He's God. He's the nicest that's guy. so...
0: I... Only because watching a documentary, like, when you only see just a few minutes of each person's interview... When you see sort of how industry cutthroat Mike Post can be, and especially when he says like things like he's like, I don't know, that's how it is. And like, I didn't care who Halix was and I didn't follow up. And once they got discarded by the label, I burned all their records. And you're like, it's gone. Like, you could have given it to someone or like you could have called someone. And he just seemed. He seemed uniquely unsentimental about it compared to everyone else who was like, oh, I would have loved that record. Yes. I know.
1: It is. It is hard. Uh, What's funny is uh, so in the part in the movie when he goes, um, I took everything that was on two inch tape and went, nope, there's never going to be a bunch of nerdy young people that come around wanting to know about Halix or hear it. He just said that in the interview. And then he looked around at us and we all like busted out laughing after (laughs) that. And then he followed it up with a really nice thing that I was like, I wish I could put this in the movie because it was so sweet. Um, But literally, like, after we all stopped laughing, he was like, but yeah, that's why I agreed to do this because, you know, this thing is just so weird. It's so nuts. It's so out there. so original. Um, So he, somewhere deep, deep down, he did appreciate that. I mean, this is the guy who made Cop Rock, which I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Cop Rock.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he just, he seems so different from Gary Crischel who kept being, like, Oh, I wish I had done more. Like, I wish I had thought to call Laura or like brought her with me because he's like, I kept elevating in Disney and I so much wish she could have come. And he's like, and I thought she had so much star power. She could have done it on her own. And then when you realize like, oh, so many people, especially young women, especially people with no network and no contacts, old white men have to take you up on their coattails. Exactly.
2: Truly
1: truly that's all um, i'm
0: looking for some coattails i'm always like i got what a tight five seven
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyone
1: a hundred percent because yeah it really is like who you know and if you don't have anyone doing the lifting for you like yeah what is laura supposed to do like she went off and did like background singing for like cheap gigs and stuff because what else was there to do there was no one there to be like well, hey, like, you know, I, I really feel like the only people that kind of looked after her were, like, Bambi and kind of Gary whenever they got her involved in, like, Ducks Dance. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. she sang on that track.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ducks Dance 2, right?
1: Ducks Dance 2. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's an inside joke for the people who have seen Hayley. Like, so, you guys, that's really going to pay off when you guys listen. Um <laughs> So, how long did it take you to, like, get all the things organized for this film? Like, how many years did you work on this project?
1: Um, like, from start to upload?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yep.
1: Um, it was 18 months. We started, uh, in January of 2019. And we went all the way to August of 2020, uh, when we released it. And the craziest thing is, um... Filming, you know, getting old. I love old people, but uh, <laughs> one cute, one cute little trait Lips about them. old people is that, um, yeah, because they're not going to hear this. One cute little trait listening. about old people is that they don't fucking realize that Facebook and Facebook Messenger are connected.
3: Mm. So
1: I genuinely, I, n- not even exaggerating this at all, I had people responding to me nine months later going, hi, Matt, just got your message. And I'm like,
3: <laughs>
1: like bashing the table.
3: Like, they like, like I'm editing. Desktop. <laughs> I'm like, I'm Damn. literally
1: editing. Um, But uh, that being said, what was crazy was like for a long time, we got everybody, including Gary Kreisel in my post, which was crazy. I never thought yeah. that we would get them. And... We were putting, I was putting together the movie and Kevin kept asking me like, what's going to be the cold open? And we tried so many things and we talked about so many things. and We threw out so many ideas and nothing was working for us. Then one day he was like, Hey, you should talk to this guy, Rick, who is, who is talking about Halix on Facebook like years and years ago. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll send him a DM. Well, he got back to me pretty soon and we started talking and Rick is the guy that you see in the beginning of the movie who starts off the movie by saying the first band I ever saw was Halex, which I was like, that's a great way to start off this documentary because that doesn't give away too much, but you're just sitting here watching someone talk about the first band they ever saw. And it happened to be in Tomorrowland at Disneyland for sure. So we were like, okay, let's rock with that. And, um, we went, we shot an interview with him and, he got up from the interview. Uh, with I don't even have to tell you the day or the month because you guys will know immediately what day and month it is. He stood up. I said, "Thank you so much, Rick, for coming to the interview." We are packing our equipment. He pulls out his phone and goes, "This just in: Disneyland closing due to coronavirus." Oh no! We got our final interview in the day that lockdown started.
2: Oh no! Well, that's good. <laughs>
1: And I remember, I have I, like one of the most vivid memories, and I will, I will go to the grave with this, was when the whole crew met up, we all went in one, in my, one car, my car, uh, we all met and we got food at Chick-fil-A. Sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> That's That's it. the end of it. Easy. easy. Someone, Thanks for coming.
1: <laughs> someone, someone on Twitter tried to cancel me about saying, uh, I wrote a tweet that said, I smile looking at Walt Disney Studios on my way to get Chick-fil-A, and they said, Why are you smiling about getting Chick-fil-A? I said, I was like, Did you not read my tweet? That's such a you said thing. fuck
0: the gays. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a stupid
2: thing to Not a lot of other ways to <laughs> interpret it.
0: The next podcast I'm doing is with my gay best friend. That's the funniest part. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.
1: Not a very good ally at Chick-fil-A. I, I know, I'm not a very good ally. Um, we only. love Chick-fil-A um,
2: mini biscuits in the morning. I'll say that. I am
1: actually oh the oh only person God. I
0: know who boycotts Chick-fil-A, and I try so hard to evangelize.
1: <laughs> hey, you know go what? There. Go you get know the what? Thesis. I respect anyone's decision to boycott, but if <laughs> anyone tries to get me, I'm like, look, man, the water you drink, I'm sure that the water company. Probably yeah. donated to Trump. There's nothing we can do. It's true. We're doomed. Oh, totally. It's a yeah. losing fight. But yeah, I remember- let
2: us have the chicken. <laughs> let us I remember have the we chicken. were.
1: At, I remember that morning we were at the Homophobe Factory and we were sitting there. Nubs. <laughs> <No, just laughs> we were sitting at Chick Fil A and it was packed, like packed sardines. And I remember sitting there and my uh, cinematographer Katie Ann said do you think it's okay for us to be here? And that will sit with me forever. Because at that point, we all just thought that coronavirus was a disease that only China was dealing with. Yes. And that, that would never come yes. anywhere else. Uh, so that was crazy. But yeah, our timing was insane and yeah. it worked out. And I edited this sucker throughout the pandemic and that's uh, it. Yeah, released it in August.
2: That's a hell of a pandemic project. That's for sure. Wow. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> wow well i'm impressed by the turnaround because i would not have been surprised if you also said like i started this in like 2004
1: like oh i appreciate 15 it
0: 15 <laughs> years to get a meeting with my
2: boss.
1: i mean like, it took a couple of mental breakdowns <laughs> in yeah of course. Room, but you know who has yeah it?
2: that's that's just a part of the process
0: that is yeah. a part of the process. <laughs> Canonically, I love crying. Yes, it's true. We both do. <laughs> my coworker, my coworker got me a pair of socks that says "I heart crying" and it's covered in tears. It's really beautiful. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, um, so t- you go ahead.
2: I've been asking a lot of questions. I have. I have almost the worst question, but it is: Do you have any Disney adult haters?
1: Adult? Wait, like ad- Disney adults that hate me?
2: Yes. Yeah. Like, have you had hate come your way? And it sounds like you have because you smiled at Chick-fil-A. Not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there was that person. Honestly, everyone was really nice about the Halix documentary. I was shocked. I was expecting someone to be like, "Eh, it was okay. Honestly, the only only savages against our documentary were all (laughs) letterboxed. And uh, there was actually... <laughs> there's actually a huge drama on Letterboxd where they took our film off the website for a few days. Why? Because it, because was, it was not. Too mean? In, it was not a real film in their eyes. <gasps> That's rude. And, That's and people so LA. Were, like literally people but were cheating at get them. Added? Yeah, I know. Um, someone added it on onto the site because there's like a separate site where you. Can, it's like a separate. It's like I think it's called TMDB, mm. the movie database, <laughs> and someone added it on there. Someone actually also added "Remain Seated, Please" Aww. on Letterbox, and and that didn't get taken down. But yeah, "Life on the Space Stage" got like so many reviews, and so many people were adding it to their list. And then people started. Compl- the way we found out was people were complaining and saying, "Hey, I put you on my best of the year list, and now Aww. there's a big empty space where your film was." <laughs> which I was like I love that there are like hundreds of people that are like hey this is one of my favorite movies of this year and some neckbeard at letterbox was like oh but it's not a real movie it didn't it didn't come from sundance like get the fuck out of here
2: these are movies for the people
1: and you know what it's back on now because enough people complained oh yeah <laughs> but yeah
2: I don't have an account, but I'll make one and just put that, it'll be but my I, I
1: remember But uh, I remember I wrote on, uh, there was a forum that I got directed to, and so I went and I stayed in my case, and I was like, hey man, like, you can take our movie down, like, I don't care, but you really should change your guidelines, because yeah. this is fucked. Like, this keeps, like, cool, so like, if I watch, like, a dope film from, like, a Ghanaian filmmaker like I can't write a review about it on Letterboxd because it's not on right it's not on Netflix like get the fuck out of here like like how dare you like define what a real movie yes. is if people like it it should be on here Because you know who that hurts? That hurts female filmmakers. That hurts filmmakers of color.
2: access, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, who doesn't have
0: a studio behind them? Like,
1: IMDb is already a thing, okay? We can go, like, we can look up Stranger Things information on, on IMDb. That's why it exists. Right. You guys are the Wild West, so don't become this like exclusivity club Right. because that's really lame
2: it's already been done too like that's not a good bit that's not good business yeah it's just not good no. business no
1: and now. everyone was like this rule is ridiculous like i understand if you're trying to get rid of cat videos that's one thing because that was their reasoning was they were like people are putting cat videos on Letterboxd. but like but what I don't if it's know. the best movie of like the year i feel like it's too far <laughs> yeah best movie of the year
2: uh, well so. i'm happy it's back up
1: yeah, it and helps I hope that they have, don't take people's movies down yeah. because that's really stupid and lame.
2: I'm sure it helps I to agree. have, like, Reddit, all the all your Reddit people behind you, too.
1: Um, all my Reddit yeah. peeps, all my Twitter peeps.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you don't have we any haters in, in general?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> There's one person There's one person that hates me But I won't get it There's just them. one Dox them Dox them
0: <laughs> Say their full name it's and address Jenny
2: Fuck Again <laughs> It is Jenny Fuck <laughs> Matthew,
0: um, this is an inside joke <laughs> for the pod. The 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 listeners are loving the this. They are eating it up right now. <laughs> yeah, eating it up. They're dying. They're dying in
1: their cars. In the um,
2: okay, follow up question. I feel like you've been kind of flung into like the Disney zeitgeist. What has that been like?
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> Is this funny? What, what do you wait, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I don't Am I a Disney celebrity now? Like
2: I mean, kind of. Kind of. For, like... I don't okay, know, I word. think so.
0: <laughs> for, okay, like, the I'll niche
2: market of Disney history. Like, for sure, different yeah. followers. Yeah. We'll yeah, yeah. Ta- Also, for like, it. art things. Like, I feel like there are people who, like, consume Disney. And there are people who make art about Disney or theme parks. And I feel like you're very much, like... You know? I mean, what
1: has been pretty dope has been, like, people message me on the side. Being like, hey, it hey, was a really cool movie. And I was like, hey, thanks. And I look at their... Um, like Twitter profile that's like head writer at Lucasfilm. It's like, holy shit. Um, Oh my God. So like stuff like that has been pretty crazy. I think the craziest thing was um, uh, uh, for people who are like really big in like the theme park community in like SoCal will probably know the name Richard Kraft. And if they don't know, they probably will know the, there was an exhibit in LA like a few years ago called That's From Disneyland and this guy richard Kraft, uh is an agent for like every huge composer like howard uh, uh like alan mankin um, uh danny elfman like all sorts of composers yeah. and um he has a huge insane disneyland collection oh. and so he had like a huge display exhibit thing where everyone can come down and see it and like all these celebrities like bought like I can't remember uh, what's his name from full house bought like the D from the Disneyland hotel for like millions of dollars (laughs) and crazy stuff like that. And so he I was I was told by two different people like, hey, Richard Kraft knows about the documentary and is raving about it on his Facebook. You should reach out to him. And so I did. And as it turns out, he did some hunting on his own. And he found out who the original poster artist for the Helix poster was, and he bought the original from the widow of the poster artist. That's sick! And
2: wow. He
1: told me he was like, "I've pretty much gotten rid of all of my Disney collection, but my family, like we are, we love, we love the dog. Like we're we're so down with it. We we got the poster. It's getting, it's going, it's it's at the framers right now. And when it comes back." It has a very special place in the center of our dining room, which I was like, get wow. the fuck out of here. That is crazy.
2: That's awesome. It's crazy to that think like so cool. it's
1: crazy to think like I went to that guy's exhibit and I was like, wow, this is so cool. Right. And then think like three years later, he gets something for his collection based off a movie I made. Yeah. That's pretty nuts.
2: That's what, I guess oh, that's what I'm awesome. saying. I mean, like, for artists who, like, indulge in this specific kind of thing, yeah. like, you you have made a thing that's all very precious to all of us now.
1: Okay, actually, now that you guys have seen Remain Seated, please, to throw it back, I'll, I'll yeah. bring this up. I don't know if... Uh, I, I tweeted about this, like, a few weeks ago, but something else was brought to my attention. I got a comment on YouTube saying, like, oh, yeah, like... I talked with this guy who like made art for wonderground like for those that don't know like when you go to the disney parks like if you go to like disneyland or if you go to walt disney world they have this thing called wonderground and basically they invite independent artists to make disney art that they themselves can sell and it gets the word out about you know like independent artists but then mm. also like you know disney gets a cut obviously for sure. so there's like Uh, A big thing is, like, posters. So it'll be, like, an artist making, like, their own rendition of, like, the Kitchen Cabaret poster Mm. and and (laughs) stuff like that. And so apparently they were doing a huge line of Epcot posters. And they did a Horizons poster. And someone went to Epcot and was looking at the Horizons poster. And very clearly, right in the center of the frame are two guys riding on the ride. And she went to the artist and said, hey, those look like Hoot in Chief. And he went, they are. Have you seen that documentary? <gasps> this is official Disney art wow. that is being sold. Inspired by, uh, and, and, and it right in the center of the poster are Hoot in Chief from, the docu- from my documentary. And the craziest thing is, it's not just like two white guys that he put on the poster. Chief is wearing a shirt that says Mesa Verde, so that you know that it's who Chief. For sure. And I reached out to him, and I was like, "That's amazing!" Someone commented and told me that you did that. That's fantastic. And he said, "Yeah, man, gonna gonna try to ask Disney if I can make Helix art next."
2: So okay. It just keeps wow. getting crazier.
1: It just keeps getting crazier and crazier. All right. Uh, I hope that answers your question.
2: Yes, that's great. Wow, wow, that's really incredible. Okay, so there's one hater who won't be named. T- to summarize,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they will not be named because honestly, they don't even. They don't even yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Anyway,
0: <laughs> so, so Matthew, you're a self-proclaimed Disney expert. Can you tell us a little bit of your history, like with the parks, what your engagement level is, maybe when you first heard about Disney? Yeah. Were you sure.
1: Born with it? Um, <laughs> I was not born with it, um, but I I, I do. I, I don't remember, but, like, I've been told that I, I was taken to Disney even as a baby, um, like, being held, like, in, like, my mom's arms, like, as a literal infant, like, on Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff <laughs> like that. But, uh, yeah, I grew up going to Disneyland and just being in love with it, being so obsessed with it, and um, I remember I had a friend uh, who had an older sister Who was really, really into uh, like Disney theme park trivia. Hmm. And she started spouting off stuff about the Haunted Mansion. I was like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. What? And I was like, you need to tell me more. And she just, I remember that night she just like dove in and was telling me all these secrets and stuff. And it blew my mind. And uh, I feel like from that point I was hooked. But what's interesting is it's not like I've been going to Disneyland every single year. Quite the opposite. Um, there was like seven years where I didn't go and it was because it was a recession and my dad was like, uh, they're raising their prices during a recession. That's not cool. We're going to go elsewhere. So, uh, we stopped getting our annual passes and we just didn't go. We just didn't talk about it for like six or seven years. Uh, and so high school hit and I, we, they, they surprised us and they were like, all right, we got our passes back. Like we want to go. And we went, and I remember uh, two, dis- two distinct things I remember from that first day back was one, uh, it was Valentine's Day, and it was insanely crowded, and I learned to never go on Valentine's Day. Uh, the other thing that I learned is Captain EO, the tribute, was still there, because this was like 2014, when I, I think I finally started going back to the mm-hmm. parks. And a little bit about my family family background. My mom, she's white, uh, born here, uh, raised in New York, then lived in Oklahoma, then moved to California. My dad is from El Salvador. He immigrated here when he was 16. He, f- he fled the Civil War that was, that was, that was going on. Um, and he came to live in Orange County with his sister. And then eventually they met. And my dad did some dancing and stuff like in the 80s. Hell yeah. But like nothing too crazy. Like the guy is like, he works like IT. He does like, he does like managerial stuff for hotels. Like that's what he's been doing for 25 years. And my mom's a real estate agent. So it wasn't like any, any dancing stuff he did went too far. And I never really heard too much about anything. Just like my mom would just joke about like, oh man, your dad really could pop and lock back then. <laughs> but, I'm so but I remember we're sitting there as a family and we're watching captain EO in the theater. (laughs) And it comes the part where there's like two whip soldiers that are coming after captain EO. And then he converts them. Like he makes them good. And the first guy that comes out is this black guy that pops and locks. And then the second guy is this white guy that pops and locks. When the white guy got converted from the black, from the, from the, from the bad guy to the, to the, to the good guy. And he started popping and locking. My dad just so casually goes, huh, I know that guy. And (laughs) in the theater, like me and my little sister, just like simultaneously, like Muppet head turned to look at him. And we just stared at him for like five seconds. We were like, come again. And then when we left the theater, he proceeded to tell us about how he was in the final Call to be in the bad music video because basically they were like when they were making the bad music video They were like we need every black guy and every hispanic guy in LA to come here right now and be in this music video So my dad got really close to being in the video So everyone that's on the bad like record like photo he knows he hung out with all of them He knows all of them by name and that white guy was one of the guys that, like, he hung out with and, like, legendary. was in the auditions with. Oh, my god. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. So this is random. This your next dog. But, um,
2: I'm so sorry.
0: It's That's been decided. <laughs> so your dad, he was, like, just, like, a super short time a dancer. But you're saying he then, like, left that to get back into managing hotels? He couldn't. Break it in the
1: industry. I don't even but. know. I gotta ask him more about that because, like, he also had a time where he was like gonna maybe be like an NFL kicker <laughs> because he this was so good at soccer, and it just translated multitudes.
0: over. <laughs> oh my god, he was so good at soccer! What? Yeah, this man definitely contains multitudes. We love to. See there him. needs to be a documentary about your dad. We
2: love dad. We here. love dad. Dad's we want the documentary one on of our things. We love our dad. You guys would
1: love my dad. My dad is great. Um, I we actually did. Love your I, dad.
2: Yes.
1: I did. I did pitch to him uh, a, an idea for like uh, a series talking about. I was like, you know, it'd be so crazy is like, if if someone made a series where it covered America in like during the era of the Civil War that he grew up in, mm-hmm. and like almost treated it like a Narcos thing where you go back and forth between mm-hmm. what was happening in Central America and what was happening in America at the time, and he was like. Yeah, except you'll be fucking murdered if you talk about that. I was like, yeah,
2: true. You're like, I'm true. just so Zoom maybe not. Well, we'll just do everything through Zoom.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Damn.
0: Well, well that, that's incredible. So, um, what is your relationship to the theme parks? I don't know that we ever totally <laughs> got into that.
1: Yeah. They, oh, yeah. They brought, well, him, as yeah, they brought I, him as a kid. They so, yeah, brought But I, now, as now as you're a really kid.
0: entrenched. Yeah, like, now. you went from going as a kid to, like, You and, if I may say, your very hot girlfriend are... Thank
1: you. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. You're
0: welcome. It's (laughs) funny because I can't see your face. The listeners don't know this, so
1: I'm going
2: in cold saying your hot. It's about damn
1: time someone said hot girlfriend instead of just girlfriend. So I appreciate that.
2: Oh, yes. And we also love... Proclaiming that we ourselves are hot, so this is—we're just this is a place for everyone to be hot. <laughs> and you she know
1: what? I'm hot too. Hot. You can't see right now, but I'm hot.
0: Yes. Bre- no. You have much. stepped into the zeitgeist of hot girls, where we are—we yes. have now proclaimed ourselves to be the hottest. Okay. The awesome. Mm-hmm. But that's not—that's not an exclusive title. So everyone that's, can be the hottest girl in the park. Yes. It's more that's, of like an attitude. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It's all about inclusivity and number one with a bullet is hotness yeah so hey there we go so anyway so
1: you. <laughs> so my hot girlfriend hot
0: girlfriend <laughs> love disney and you guys love yeah, to like get dressed up in all sorts of little outfits ranging from like cool and cute to campy and cosplay and like you freaking i watched your instagram story you were just there the other day
1: Yeah, uh, we've yeah, we have so much fun uh, doing like uh, looks and stuff because I already uh, kind of liked doing the looks and stuff. But like now when I do with Bree, it's like it's so much fun because I feel like with us, it's never cringy. And I feel like a lot of stuff like (laughs) like. Okay, we will call out one community. You know the Disney We're shaking our heads, heads
0: vigorously. Is, is
1: <laughs> it, it gets it gets pretty cringy, and like we try to just make it fucking normal yeah. and like cute and not embarrassing. For sure, um, yes. Because the thing is, it's like it's like there's a fine line between like loving like children shit and like being an adult. And so it's Me like fair. you know, like it's it's fun to to own like. Disney shirts and stuff, but, like, I feel like there's there's ways to take it too far, and I definitely don't think that me and Brie do that.
2: Yeah, I feel like you'll have style, and then you you do your thing. Yes. And I feel like that's... Yeah. I mean, that's, like, our whole thing with the pod, too, is, like, we're making this to live in the real world, but still, like, indulge in a thing that we all think is great. Yeah, so. and
1: maybe that's why Disney style doesn't like working with Brie, because mm-hmm. she actually has style.
2: Right, yeah. Yeah, they want, like, <laughs> an ugly
0: T-shirt like women's cut <laughs> short sleeves that shit is horrible big oh my fun God. So, there's big a lot fun. of disney merch yeah. that is
1: bring me back on awful. for a uh, cosplay <laughs> not a cosplay a disney bond pod <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> we're like so new to like this community in a serious way yes. i've like dabbled over the years but just like actually learning things but we're really new in everything so i feel
1: like i'm new too i feel like i've just loved this thing and it wasn't until like a year ago when i was like oh i should probably make a twitter like literally Mm. kevin was like i'm gonna advertise you on twitter i was like okay and then i just got thrust into this mess
2: well here you are here we all are my um
0: my mom used to work at the disney store and she actually has some really horrible stories from the disney store (laughs)
1: Oh, um, I bet.
0: <laughs> but she, but she actually worked at the one in. So it was in the Fox River Mall. Friggin' Appleton locals will know this. It was. It's a huge store. It was in Wisconsin. It was next to the like Macy's end cap, and it just was like this massive store that had like a tower of stuffed animals in the back, and so anyway, there was a period of time. That um, like in the early two thousands, where she just bought a ton of clothes. Like we have so many like XL sweatshirts because oversized clothes were in, and so they're fortunately they're in again. And so I'm wearing them still. We both are wearing Um, them, but we both are wearing them. I sent some items over to D as well, and it's been really exciting because I'm not really into Disney bounding. Um, Not that I'm not into it, but. I'm a little not into it, um, <laughs> but I yeah. love, I love merch. Like I have a pair of like old sweatpant looking shorts that have Tigger on them. And just That's like red. with a little crop top and sneakers. I'm like, these shorts go so hard. Ideal for the parks. We love Dude, i Does I'm anyone have any thoughts? <laughs>
1: uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be fully vaccinated in like a few weeks. Oh, yeah. And then I have... An Orlando trip planned in September. (laughs) Me and Bree and our friend Brandon are going to pull looks, baby.
2: (laughs) Every day. Um,
1: I did like a I did like a vintage like um, little shopping thing, and I was able to snag um, a vintage Islands of Adventure opening year shirt, which is so rad. And you can you can tell that it's like opening year because it's got like dueling dragons on it and stuff like that. And um, I pulled a. I never wear tie dye, but I found the cutest Animal Kingdom tie dye shirt. That's like also retro. So there we go. Wear that to Pandora. There we go. Can't wait
0: to see the pics. Yeah. I'm so excited. I almost want to get it out and show you guys. I have this Animal Kingdom shirt that's like one of the first Animal Kingdom like logos where it's like got every single thing going on. Like it's got every like ride vehicle and the tree and all sorts of stuff. That's sick. But I think it was something that my dad bought at that time when Oversize was in, and so the size shirt is double XL, and it is getting, it's actually too big to be oversized. Like, I'm like, it's like down to my knees, and if I were to tuck it into a pair of shorts, it's like so bulky, <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out if I want to just straight sewing, up cut it in half. I
2: have a sewing machine now. We can figure something out. Hey, there you we go. You just got to. We can. Matthew,
0: I don't know if you know this, but Dee lives in Jacksonville, Florida. And so she's pretty close to Disney World. Not and fun. so um, when we're a little, little post demi, we're planning on uh, hitting the parks and hopefully getting some, getting some snacks Demis. and doing like, <laughs> a I refuse to call it a panty. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh Well, awesome. Great. Um, uh, my last question is: What's your favorite snack at any theme park?
1: Oh, that is such a good question. I feel like that is constantly evolving. That's great. And changing, but I I gotta say, I have been like desperately missing more than anything else. Uh, and I'm not picking Disney just to pick Disney, because because if there was a snack at Uni, I would. If there was a snack at Knotts, I would but i got to go with the breakfast chimichanga that they sell at disneyland in frontierland. Wow. Holy fucking wow. shit. That's the best thing i've ever had. Period.
0: Can you ever. tell me what is in the breakfast yeah, chimichanga? Oh my eat god. This?
1: Oh my god, please. Like i'm literally starving right now. <laughs> and this is not going to help that, but okay, the breakfast chimichanga is just eggs, bacon and cheese. That's it. Okay. But the thing is like it's like the perfect amount of cheesy, savory, salty, gooey, crunchy, crispy. Ah, oh, it's just it's a it's whole thing. Incredible. It's so good. And the thing is like you have to get your ass up early in the morning to get it because they sell out of it in five I'll minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> like like no this literally. This is a subculture like, within a you, subculture. <laughs> oh yeah they're not the enough eggs chimich- what
2: the fuck disney?
1: <laughs> no literally like the breakfast chimichanga thing is crazy like i remember there was a short period of time where i would meet up with my pal freddy,
3: freddy. at
1: disney and we would do the rise of the resistance thing like when i say short period of time i literally mean short period of time right. because the ride was sure. open for like a month right
3: yeah
1: um where we would do the rise of the resistance thing in the line for Jim, breakfast Jimmy Chongus, <laughs> and it was like it was like a very stressful five minutes of are we gonna get on rides and are we gonna get our breakfast Jimmy? Wow,
2: wow! I might need like a, a little morning itinerary for like how to do the morning right. That
1: oh, it's easy. You just you just go. You just gotta go straight to the cart. But it's pretty crazy, like how yeah, I've come there. Like let's say the park opens at nine. I've walked up at nine thirty-five, and they're like, no, 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 we're out, we're <gasps> out. I'm like, seriously. You're like, like, oh, wow. and I, do you I know remember I sitting there, standing there, thinking, I remember. <laughs> well, this is pre-Halix, so maybe now I can pull that.
2: <laughs> we appreciate that's, you, cast members, incredible. but also, do you know who I am?
1: Yeah, we do love you, know? cast members, but also, like, just make more. Like, what? yeah, like just, yeah, just I agree. Those are more. the three
0: most basic ingredients I've ever heard of.
1: I yeah, like right, they like, they
0: can get them. This is intentional scarcity.
1: This is not like I had a bad. It's not like I had a bad day. Like I couldn't get it. Like it sells out every day. I'm shocked they don't make more.
2: Wow. This is so been. Yeah. This is a world that's been open to me. So. Number This has one been so that, informative.
0: Sure. Me and D have some tentative plans to hit LA in the fall.
3: Yes. There we like, go.
0: We've been. You know, we have so many like friends and goals and aspirations and people we want to meet, um, including maybe I'm manifesting this. We're trying to um, do a little something with the boys of podcast the ride. <laughs> hey, um, could Who knows? it could
1: happen. It could
0: so, happen. So um, anyway, I think we're going to have to start with going to the parks
1: and yeah.
2: getting the chimichanga per your recommendation. Yes.
1: There you go. We'll
2: add it. We'll add it. Do to you us. guys
1: have any other questions for me?
2: I mean, we could ask you a world ones. of questions, but... We totally could. I'm like, I'm I'm so happy
0: you came on, but i was also with, like... Hit
1: me with a few more. Let's go. I've, okay, I've got okay, a little okay. Bit, I've, got, I've got a few minutes.
0: Okay. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Now, okay. my mind, as soon as you said that, it like literally nothing, no was words. like mind Expanded. empty. <laughs> they were oh. empty And we yeah, hated like, that. Name
1: a, <laughs> name a woman. Name a woman oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> name a woman.
0: Girlfriend. Hot girlfriend. I don't know. What's her name? Uh Brie? Is that her name?
2: Is her name Brie?
1: Yeah. Her name is Brie.
2: We love Brie's wow. Instagram. And she
1: is hot. She's hot. Honestly, if you if you guys want to ask three more questions and have them all be about Brie, I'd totally be okay with that.
0: How do you meet? Yes.
1: We met, we met at Disneyland. Oh um, yeah. no, but actually You no, but did not. A, no, but actually hold on Wait 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 with a huge asterisk with a huge asterisk
0: <laughs> There was no so, asterisk you were at Disneyland or you weren't
1: So we 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 talked online Okay and then became like very good internet friends and then Dapper Day came around <laughs> and I was like trying to find people to go with and literally everyone was bailing on me everyone was like oh i'm not going i'm like what i thought you were going no i'm not going uh, uh, uh what about you guys oh we're not going to be there till 7 p.m I'm like what i'm here in the morning like am i just gonna be alone I'm here for the and then i saw and Bree. and then i saw Bree was there so i was like hey like i'm here this
3: is so cute
1: and then <laughs> and then um i i I was like walking, and then I saw her from like afar, and so I yeah, ran yeah. up. I ran up from behind, and I I thought I was like I was like, what am I gonna say? And I pretended to be a fan coming up to like ask her for a photo because she she complained not not complain. I shouldn't say she complained because she she loves she knows when people recognize her. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's really awesome. It's super nice and. um... No, but I just thought like, oh, how funny it would be like if I did that. And so I ran up from behind and I was like, excuse me, I'm a really big fan. And I couldn't even get out the word fan. She went, meh, and gave me like the biggest like hug. And uh, yeah, that was like literally the first time we met. And then I thought I was going to be there for a short period of time with them. And then I just spent the whole day with them. And uh, it was great. And then our first official like day of hanging out was at Universal Studios Hollywood. And I remember she was messaging me like, we love parks. Um, I remember her messaging me like, I have a uni pass, but it's about to expire, and like I want to go to Grinchmas. And I was like, well, I have a uni pass, and I have no one to go with. And I remember she told me, she was like, yeah, let's go. Uh, the only thing is, I gotta be out by like six p.m. for I gotta be up. I, I gotta take a flight tomorrow. I was like, okay, no worries. I'll get you home by that time. So it was like five p.m. I'm like, hey, it takes an hour to get home. Like we should probably head out. And she was like, uh, we can. I don't. I don't have to be home by six. Uh, and then fast forward to like. A couple of months later and we started dating like a few days after my birthday but yeah our relationship is very much ingrained in the parks like our first official meeting was Disneyland our first like day hanging out together one-on-one was at Universal Studios Hollywood and uh yeah we love theme parks
2: honestly props to you because a park experience can be really intense sometimes (laughs) Rich and I were talking about oh sure yeah like maybe going to parks with people we just met is not like the game just because we're both very particular about like some specific things and we sometimes complain a lot and so props to y'all for like being like I'm gonna be my best person for this person right now
1: <laughs> I think also because like at least I I don't, I don't know about Bree but at least I have the mentality of just like I always try to not go into going to a theme park unless it's like a vacation that's another thing uh, I try... Like, if I'm just going to casually go to, like, Universal mm-hmm. or Knott's or Disney, I try not to go being like, I'm going to ride 10 rides Yes. Because it's not going to happen. Yes. Like, I'm going to walk around, and then if I suddenly get a craving for this food, I'm going to sit down and get that food. Right. And then I'll... Go on the train and I'll leave. And that'll be fine. Yes. That's it. Like, that's totally fine. But, like, if you go into it thinking, like, we're going to get front row seats for the fireworks, yes. you're fucked. Yes. You're doomed and you're going to lose your mind and you're going to think that your day is ruined. Yeah. And your and family's like, going to break apart. It's just apart. not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard,
0: though, because, Matthew, I go to parks at best once a year. Like, that would be my dream. I live in Denver, Colorado, so I'm, like, right, you know, 1,200 miles from all parks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And the, here's the other worst thing. I have so much, like, intensity and psychosis. I, unfortunately, will make those things work <laughs> to the detriment of everyone around me.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's also me, too. We
0: will get the Fast Pass. We will get on every ride. We will somehow wait two hours for Rides of Resistance, but still ride Haunted Mansion ten times right <laughs> at 10 p.m., uh, and oh, we yeah. will be exhausted and perhaps even crying on the train. A
1: hundred percent. That is me too. <laughs> I, I I roll up and I'm like, okay, uh, no one has a plan. Okay, I, I'm in charge. I have the plan. This is the best plan. We're sticking yeah. to this plan. We're gonna get everything done. Let's go. And it always works out. Always works out.
2: It it works out. It I love that. It's just you know you're you're a part of it now though, and you don't like it it helps when you are going more than once a year for sure to like have all the things to do all the things but i'm i'm excited for your trip at at disney world that sounds fun
1: yeah well i mean it's more a universal trip oh yeah yeah yeah
2: okay universal for sure the
1: way like 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 i'll make it clear fuck disney world um my girlfriend lovingly calls it dyslexic disneyland Whoa. and she's 100% right the way that people go to Disney World and then go, I'll do a day at Universal Studios. That's us with Disney World. Is okay. like we 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 are going to Universal Orlando because wow. it's fucking awesome, and we'll spend a day at like Animal Kingdom yeah. and leave. Uh, so we're literally easy. going to like do Horror Nights, do Islands, do Volcano Bay, Hell do yeah. the Studios. Um do a second okay, so Horror Nights like, Day. Like, yeah,
2: no. So
0: you like like roller coasters and like intense rides, like you're
1: that's what you like. I love it all. I love you it. love all. It all. I love a good ride. Yeah. I, I wow. love Roast I, Disney World. <laughs> I <laughs> Well on, to be fair, I haven't done a lot of Disney World rides, but uh my whole thing with rides is I'm not I'm not really like a Oh, slow equals boring, or fast equals exciting. Sure. Like, no, there's plenty of roller coasters that fucking suck. And there are plenty of dark rides that are fucking boring. Yeah. Um, but, like, there are also dark rides that are awesome because of what they're... It all depends on what you're trying to accomplish, Yeah. in my opinion. And so I feel like a lot of my feelings on certain rides would probably make people go, like, What? But it's the best ride ever. And it's like, eh, well, no... It's it's really not. If you start to think about it, um, those are your haters. That's a whole other conversation for another day. <laughs> those are my haters. Okay,
0: one one quick question. So, have sure. you been on Hagrid's magical motorbike?
1: Uh, you mean the best ride in existence? Yeah. Have, yes, have <laughs>
0: you been, been, on been on it?
1: <laughs> uh yeah, we uh we that was our that was the purpose of our Orlando trip, and we got off that ride, and we were like, that's the best ride ever. Yeah. Like. Without a doubt, that's the best ride ever. And I will stand by that. That is the best ride Uh, ever.
2: Did you know about the drop?
1: Like I I said, uh, I did. Okay. Um, uh, And I believe Bree knew. Okay. But like... I think our friend didn't know. And she came along for like one of our ride-throughs and she screamed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like going back to what I was saying about rides, like that is a perfect example of like what if what you're trying to go for and how good you are at accomplishing that. Hagrid's is like, look, we're not here to tell you a story. We're here to pack as much fun yes. in as short of a time as possible. And that ride succeeds yeah, at that.
2: For sure.
1: Where like every all of the launches. All the twists and turns, all the like fun surprises that happen, whether they're animatronics or the track changing in, in crazy different ways, and like the fact that it's like so long yes. too. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's it's you amazing. Lose your
2: voice screaming.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we're I didn't a doubt. scream. I was Best just <gasps> right. <bride ever. laughs> <laughs> and i am so excited every time that like i see like a velocicoaster video i'm just like ah, yes. like so excited for velocicoaster too because like yes i, I don't even care like if there's no animatronics on that ride like there will be, it though. just <laughs> looks like an, a dope it just looks like a dope coaster so like if it's just a dope coaster i'll be excited for sure yeah and I'm also excited to go on Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. So yes. it looks amazing.
2: Yeah, it
1: looks incredible. It looks like the kind of ride, and I mean this in like the best way possible. It looks like the kind of ride that Walt would be like, good.
2: Yes, for sure.
1: He'd be like, cool. It hits all the marks. Great.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, unlike a lot of recent Disney
2: rides. I feel like <laughs> I, need to the, I need to hear this tea I'm like yeah a different uh in at a different time. I would love to hear all of your thoughts on Yes, this. yes,
1: yes.
2: <laughs> well awesome. I mean thank you so much for talking with us tonight. Um I think,
1: of course, uh,
2: you follow, following us back was really uh, a big deal for us. Starting this pod, um, <laughs> we didn't really expect. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, of course. T- for
2: anyone to listen to this, and so we're super grateful for everyone listeners that are and and that you uh, you came across us, and are here now. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, no, thank yeah. you guys. I wish your podcast all the success thank that thank you I can. thank you
0: thank you yeah this was great and we also i think we would both like to extend the invite for you to be on whenever <laughs> you <laughs> want <laughs> i mean i was
1: about to say this was too short of a time <laughs> i am so ready to come back on any other All time right. Like if you we guys want to bring me on, takes. I'll be like, okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the fuck I think about Nintendo World.
2: Right? I'll tell you exactly what I think. About yes, it. yes. <laughs> we're also trying to go to Japan next year, so that will be something we talk about at some point.
1: Bro, same. We had our trip like not planned out, but like in our minds, yes. we were like, we're gonna go yeah. in the summer yes. to Tokyo. We are doing, we are doing Nintendo World, and then uh, the we're the, not, the demo happened, a dog happened, as it. you called it. <laughs>
3: Oh so gosh.
1: i'm super excited about that i'm super oh, yeah. excited about horror night yeah. i'm super excited about velocicoaster i can't wait to ride Hagrids again god
0: <laughs> so. amazing yeah well we have had a lovely time um matthew we'll start with you what do you unplug? plug
1: uh well you can follow me on instagram at matthew underscore serrano you can follow me on twitter at matthew g serrano and my latest documentary, "Life from the Space Station, The Halix Story, the reason you clicked on this episode, probably, uh, is on YouTube, on the Defunct Man YouTube channel. Check it out. It's free. You have no excuse.
3: Yeah.
0: Excellent. Okay, one more quick question. Sure. Do you have another project in the queue? Are you working on something right now?
1: I do. <laughs> um, wow. I, I, I do. Um, the only thing that I'll say... Yeah. Is that it's it's going way over budget.
2: Hell yeah. You're welcome. It
1: it is it is live action, so there's actors in shit. Wow. I just filmed yesterday a sequence that takes place in the sixties, the seventies, and the eighties.
3: Oh shit.
1: And it's WandaVision. Be, <laughs> he's doing Wandavision season two. <laughs> and it'll and it'll be a new episode. Episode on the Defunctland YouTube channel. Oh wow,
2: wow! I, am, I feel like this is this is huge.
1: I am directing <laughs> the yes, this is the exclusive. I don't care I if you told anyone else. This is exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I am. This is it's official. I am directing some secret live action elements right. for a new Defunctland episode, and I'm very excited about it. Cool. The footage looks dope uh me and uh, my cinematographer katie Ann, uh we're talking about it today and we're very excited about wow. it and kevin's very excited about it too oh
2: yeah wow yeah
0: well thank you so much for that exclusive look of into Matthew serrano's future projects because i know we are all waiting with baited breath on the defunct land page we
2: are you said it like it was a joke um, but i actually is- am <laughs>
3: sometimes i'm
0: I'm just absolutely dripping with irony and um i don't mean it i'm being sincere it's unfortunately just um the horrible way i talk (laughs) um
1: thank you i appreciate it
2: my
0: plugs do do you have anything you'd like to plug yes Yes.
2: i have officially quit my job and i am now i mean this is gonna be so many weeks in the future it was a great job. I just have a, a studio that I'm not working at. So uh, friends of friends recording on Instagram and on the uh, interwebs. Um, and then me, D Dersh, D E Dersh at uh, on Instagram. And on, <laughs> I guess if you want my email address. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we got to wrap this up. We're falling apart. <laughs> We are falling apart. We're off the rails. And Rachel?
0: My plugs are just the same. Rachel Baldwin, 56 on all things. Um, You know my other podcast, Feminist Robot. And um, when this Demi's done, I'm going to freaking have a live show in Denver, Colorado. So uh, you better come and meet me in my fucking friend's backyard. (laughs) I'll see you there. All right that's all well thank you so much everyone I'm for wa- listening I'm, I'm
1: waving even though you can't see me
0: oh yeah, Matthew's video is not on we are waiting to make sure everyone's on the same page thank you so much everyone for listening bye. bye goodbye today's episode was produced and edited by Rachel Baldwin mixed by Brock Mende song written by Rachel Baldwin and produced by Brock Mende artwork made by Deanna Dursch.
3: Okay, great.